When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. Merry Christmas to you. It's always an incredible honor to sit in for Rush Limbaugh on today, the day the Lord has made, and the time in which we are chosen to live. Rush shared some things yesterday with us, and I've seen people talking about it on social media. Yesterday, I got to listen to the first portion of Rush's program with my young producer at KTTH in Seattle, Alex Overall, young and conservative. And I'm so glad that we got to hear a man explain the toughest possible situation with the greatest possible optimism and the greatest possible generosity and thankfulness to this audience Uh, Rush spoke with us yesterday as we sat and listened about the nature of this disease and his gratitude. I usually use the Christmas program such as this one to um, uh, engage in my thank yous and my thankfulness for the year rather than at Thanksgiving. And I don't know why something about Christmas, um, my childhood memories of it. The family is getting together and the uh, the children making it what it was. My feelings of thankfulness always surface. My feelings of great gratitude always surface at the Christmas time of year. And it's no different this year. Now, in January of this year, toward the end of the month, I received a diagnosis that you all No, but there's something I want to say about it. Um, Stage four, advanced lung cancer, terminal diagnosis. The objective of everybody involved was to extend life for as long as possible, as enjoyably as possible. Now, many of you have been through this. 
Lots of you have been through this as individuals, as families. And you know what that means. Medical treatment that is designed to attack the disease as greatly as possible while maintaining a quality of life that makes it worth it. Some people can't deal with the side effects of chemo or other forms of treatment. Well, back in late January, when I received this diagnosis, and I was shocked, I was stunned and I was in denial for about a week. I mean, I'm Rush Limbaugh. I'm, I'm Mr. Big, the vast right-wing conspiracy. I mean, I'm, I'm indestructible. This can't be right. But it was. And what I didn't know at the time that I learned later in the course of the year was that I wasn't expected to be alive today. I wasn't expected to make it to October and then to November and then to December. And yet, here I am. And today, I've got some problems, but I'm feeling pretty good today. God's with me today. God knows how important this program is to me today. And here we are uh, at the program. And it's 800-282-2882, as it has been for all these years. And I invite you to listen closely to the words of America's Anchorman. Because some people heard some things I didn't hear. I heard Rush say that there will come a day when he can no longer do the program. And inherent in that are days where he can. And I did not hear what a lot of other people heard. So I invite you to listen very, very closely. And by the way, we will get to the news. Rush has been very clear. This program is not to turn into a program about Rush and and his disease. So we will get to that. Rush has taught so many of us so much. And outside the realm of politics, listen to Rush Limbaugh talk about finding a blessing within the storm. When I got my diagnosis and when I began to receive all of the outpouring of love and affection from everywhere in my life, from from so many of you in so many ways, and, and from my family, who, man, they have supported me my entire career, even during times it would have been understandable and easy for them to say, Rush who? We don't know this guy. But that never happened. I mean, I've been totally supported by virtually everybody in my family. I've been propped up. I have been defended. I've been made to look better than I am. My uh, my lovely wife, Catherine, has done so much in that regard. She has done so much with RushLimbaugh.com and with the charitable efforts that we have engaged in, and all of it has been to my benefit. All of it has been for the uh, and yours, it's the benefit of people who are the recipients of our efforts. Um, so many people have put me first in all of this. And I understand now what Lou Gehrig meant, because I certainly feel like that. I, f- I feel extremely fortunate and lucky. And because I have uh, outlived the diagnosis, I've been able to receive 
and hear and process some of the most wonderful, nice things about me that I might not have ever heard had I not gotten sick. He hears us. And again, please listen closely. He spoke so carefully and caringly with us. And one of the things that I would say to this family, because I sat there with not just my producer, Alex, but with all of us in this family, listening to Rush. You can judge a man by the company he keeps, but also how they feel about him. And EIB, the family EIB loves this man. And that doesn't just come because you have a job or you've had 30 years. It comes because there's loyalty and caring. The all-caring Maharashi. And I would add just one thing. is just a person just who experienced the mentoring of Rush from afar, from, from over the air. Rush said one day, never listen to someone who says you can't, you cannot, you shouldn't. When they couldn't and didn't. And that has imbued my life with blessings I never imagined. I've, I've had years where I have had the income of a one percenter. I am a college dropout. And only in America, and, and look, my, my family is solid. They're solid people. They, they, they are hardworking people. And I don't always end up with income like that because I live a high-risk, high-reward life. But I heard a man on the radio say, Never listen to people who say you can't because they didn't or couldn't or wouldn't, and they wouldn't do what was necessary to get it done. To Rush, thank you, and I look forward to more advice from you. Rush also talked about the good revealing itself. Because my my point in all of this today is gratitude. My, my point in everything today that I share with you about this is to say thanks and to tell everybody involved how much I love you from the bottom of a sizable and growing and still beating heart. And there's room for, for much more. All because I have, I've learned what love really is during this. You know, I have a philosophy. There's good that happens in everything. It may not reveal itself immediately. And even in the most dire circumstances, if you just wait, if you just remain open to things, the good in it will reveal itself. A note of support and and how much we look forward to hearing more advice and him making the complex understandable at RushLimbaugh.com. Special note to Rush. Now, please listen very, very carefully to this, particularly if you're in a state called Georgia, particularly if this 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 likely election fraud. And, and I do look, I really believe the election was manipulated and, and possibly stolen and probably stolen. And that is this time in which we live. We will have to deal with that just like our founders dealt with. I'm not saying I didn't say an armed confrontation. I said just like mentally they had to deal with the realization they would need to remove themselves from the rule of a king. Please listen to Rush Limbaugh. Tell us it's never time to give up on our country. It's never time to give up on yourself. We Americans have adapted 
to our problems. We've adapted to changing evolutionary things in our lives, in our country, because of our freedom. Our freedom has allowed our adaptability. If disaster is coming our way, we don't just sit there and endure it. We come up with ways to avoid it, to beat it back, to overcome it. But we don't just sit there and accept it. And as such, we don't just resign ourselves to the fact that we're living in the darkest days because we, at least to this point, still have the greatest degree of freedom of any people on Earth. Now, it's under assault and under attack, and we all know this. But I don't believe our darkest days are ahead of us. I never have. Like people have been asking, you, you, you've always told us it'd be time to panic. Is it time? Well, it's never time to panic, folks. There's never, ever going to be time to give up on our country. It'll never be time to give up on the United States. It'll never be time to give up on yourself. Trust me. I trust you. Love to talk to you today, 800-282-2882. I'm, I'm not even close to giving up. And I feel you and EIB family. I do. And just from the bottom of, of just one rodeo clown amateur, just thank you for telling us all this rush. Thank you for sharing it with us with grace and optimism. And we'll continue. It's Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh while he's gone on the EIB Network. Merry Christmas to you. It's Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. The um, That's just a bit of... of I, I, I don't want to freak you out because it could freak you out, but I there may be... I'm looking at this, and I get the feeling there's a strong possibility that there might be some hypocrisy in Republican circles, in uh, circles around the Politico and, and around the media figures who follow politics and report on it and lean to the left by way of falling over and laying on their left side. So that sort of leaning. The Politico is now blaming Donald Trump with a it's, – it's in the Politico, a quote, a complete cluster – Blank, Trump leaves Washington in limbo. Oh. In the parlance of the valley in which I grew up, I can't even. Are we supposed to pretend that we haven't seen this this kabuki before of, oh, the government might shut down. The, 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 pres, the president has left the nation's capital in limbo? This has been a scripted play for three months. Oh, the government may shut down. Oh, well, that would be too bad. Golly. The government? You mean to tell me it might shut down. So the president, and we'll get to the, the, the veto of the Defense Authorization Act because that's another incredible act of hypocrisy. The president has vetoed the Defense Authorization Act, not because he didn't want to raise for the troops, but because he is tired of Facebook and Twitter getting to game elections. They helped game the elections. It's, it's not just me saying that. The former attorney general of the state of Kansas points out that Zuckerberg's money, probably illegally given in all likelihood, 
to the tune of 400 million bucks. And I'll just remind you, Dinesh D'Souza went to jail for 20 grand. That probably was structured illegally, says a former state AG, Phil Klein. It's Trump who invented the let's play the government shutdown game. The guy who is always ready to negotiate or make a deal or who said, let's make it 2000. Look, I am not a fan of giving everybody in America money because we are we, we are in massive debt. The off the books debt for this country approaches three hundred trillion dollars. Oh, off the books. Yeah. Oh, are you in business? Oh, oh, yeah. You have to keep one set of books, don't you? No, no, the government gets to keep another set of books, official and unofficial debt. You try that someday with your banker. You go out and apply for a loan, and what's your debt, official or unofficial? What? Well, on the books or off the books debt? Give that a shot. See how quick the IRS shows up at the door. This is a game to them. And with willing accomplices in the media, the the, the Politico running as a headline, complete cluster blank, Trump leaves Washington in limbo. No, no, Washington, it's, it's not a limbo, it's a, it's, it's a samba, it's a dance. We know the dance, and Rush said yesterday that this is Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi saying, oh, we can go back to normal, because in their mind, it's a closed deal. In their mind, as Rush called him, the alleged, vice, or alleged president-elect, Joe, Joe Biden's dementia, is the alleged president-elect. So they feel they can go back to normal. I said it last time I had the opportunity to film for Rush. McConnell calling Joe Biden as a career public servant. Well, of course the president is not going to jump into their dance. Look what they've done to him in terms of dancing. The dance of the hoax. The dance of the Russia. It's phenomenal to observe. And I want to compare one other thing. Truthfully, think of this. Go back in your memory to the last time there was a government shutdown, I I went and gathered uh, news conferences and news presentations on this. Because you remember the last time there was a government shutdown? It it went a lot like this. What could a government shutdown mean for our community? Death and mayhem, fires, unmitigated storms, openings in the earth, consuming children as you watch. Tonight at Action News, you can cry by. There were news conferences. They brought government employees who were going to be paid while they were off to talk about how terrible this was. Do you remember day two of the government shut down and the sun has stopped shining? It's it's a thousand degrees cooler and everybody's dying. Now compare. Who doesn't know a business owner? who has had to say to their employees, I'm sorry, I can't pay you anymore. And I understand some of these monies are structured to go to employers. I'm all in for that in states where the economies are open. You know, I do my show out of Seattle. I do not want a single dime of federal money going to, for instance, Jay Inslee, who lost to, he says, Nigerian scammers, 500 to $650 million of your money. And the president has to do what he can do to make a deal because the president actually...
actually understands somehow. I don't know how. Maybe it's because he worked in the construction trade for so long. He actually understands people who need that paycheck. But to blame this on President Trump when he refuses to dance on their kabuki stage, McConnell and Pelosi's stage of kabuki? No, no, we're not going to let you get away with that. Talk to you next in the phones is Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh. Merry Christmas to you, and thank you to News Radio 590 KQNT for letting me use their studios in Spokane, Washington. 800 282 2882. Let's talk to Art in Salem, Oregon. Art, you're on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in, and welcome to the show from beautiful Salem. Todd, Merry Christmas. God bless you. God bless Rush Limbaugh. He has been such a tremendous inspiration to me for all these years, and he truly is, as he says, talent on loan from God. God. That's right, God. Yes. And yes. I love that because it's true. Uh, you know, I spoke with Rush several years ago. I was a Reagan Democrat, and uh, he inspired me. <laughs> I became a Republican and I continue to fight for our rights, just like we all should be doing. And, and let me tell you, Todd, uh, this thing with Trump, Trump is talent on load from God. He has changed so much over the past four years. We need to support him. We need to, quote, unquote, fight the Democrats and their attempt to destroy this great country of ours, and we never, never give up, just like Rush never gives up. Absolutely. And, and you know, Todd, I, I just, uh, we got to hopefully make sure he's our president for the next four years, because if he isn't, we know what Biden is going to do to this great country of ours, along with the Democratic hacks. So let me, let me tell you, Art, uh, it, listen, I, I hear where you're going with this, and I, I, I want to just make sure you and I agree on something. Okay. This may well be a stolen election. I think it is. I think there's incredible you know, arrays of data from discrepancies in, in – there shouldn't be structured data in raw data. That's, that's clear signs of fraud. There's too many you know, vote drops at too many hours of the night within a four-hour period. We know the story. Then there's the physical fraud, the ballots, the affidavits. We can go on and on about that. If they pull this off and Biden is allowed to occupy 1,600, and I will call him 44 and a quarter, uh, 44th president. It will be just an extension of Barack Obama, 44 and a quarter. Um, if that happens, there's still a hundred million or more of us. We're going to have to apply pressure in ways we never have to Republican state AGs. You will clean up your voter rolls. You will. If you have to sue the feds to be allowed to do it, you will do it. Or you'll declare a health emergency. Governors who are Republican, you will do this. You will rid your states of vote counting machines. You will take us back to paper ballots. You will take us to a point where we have receipts for our votes. President Trump is one man. Rush Limbaugh is one man. Together, they add up to 100 men in in terms of effort and, and what they have done for us. But we must carry the ball. And they may be handing it to us, and it's it's neither of them. 
would would you know would choose to see to see the president leave, and they may be handing us the ball. So it's let's just do we agree, Art, you and I, that we will not let up, we will not let it go. Do we agree? Oh, absolutely. Okay, Todd. we have to continue the fight. Absolutely, no matter what, God is in control. Whatever happens, happens, and we must continue the battle, Todd. There it good is. Versus evil. There it is. Versus evil. And, and Todd, yeah, we're going to do exactly what Rush does, what Trump does. We never give up. We never give in. We continue to fight for what is right in this great country of ours. We will not let them destroy Amen. it. Amen, we Art. will not. Amen. Thank you for the phone call, Art, from Salem, Oregon. Brian in St. Charles, Missouri. You're on the Russian Bot program. It's Todd Herman filling in while Rush is gone. Brian, welcome to the program. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, Mr. Snardley told me to get right to the point, but I just want to quickly say, uh, like other callers yesterday, getting through the Rush program is a Christmas gift come through. <laughs> so, um, okay. Uh, what I told Mr. Snardley, what I was worried about was if, uh, Trump does not pull off the miracle legal battle in the very end. I mean, Biden's going to be picking the FBI, the CIA, all these directors out there. Um, regardless of, of how we do in Georgia, if we split, if we win both or we lose both, um, what, who is going to be observing these um, these systems for the, uh, the 2024 election? It's very frightening, you know, not knowing that if this could happen with President Trump in power, what assurance can you give out there to those like myself that are, are just afraid? Who is who is going to stop this from happening again? Brian, I got you. Uh, and I, I get the question. Let, let me let me say it to you this way. If, if President Trump doesn't pull this off and the Supreme Court's not willing to actually look at the massive evidence and, I, and, and they may not. Uh, I will back the president to every last legal end on this. And by the way, after that, I don't want to give up. After that, if God forbid Biden gets to occupy the office and he is 44 and a quarter, I don't want to give up then. I'm not going to give up then. Here's the assurance I can give you. Think of this. There's a field or (laughs) I might say there's a fruited plane. Do you know what President Trump has done and can never it can never be undone? He has had them stick their heads up across the fruited plain. We now understand, and it was an incredibly hard thing for me to come to the realization that the the heads of the FBI would lie to the FISA court. Boom! There's a head up on the frozen on, on the fruited plain. There's Jimmy Comey. There's Jimmy Clapper. There's Susan Rice. There's Barack Obama. There's Joe Biden. There's a media that colluded with them. Russia, Russia, Russia. Oop! And the words of the New York Times. Oh, pivot to race. We built our newsroom around Russia. That fell apart. Pivot to race. They've popped their heads up. During the medically useless, deadly lockdowns, we had socialist, communist teachers pop their heads up on public chat saying, I'm personally excited for teaching on video because I can use Snapchat for private conversations. Then we saw teachers saying, make sure there's no parents in the room because we're going to be teaching kids that you are neither boy nor girl. You get to decide that at the age of five. We're going to be teaching kids that this country is filled with racism and their parents are probably racist. And unless they declare themselves an SJW, they're racist. 
These targets, and I'm speaking metaphorically when I say targets, I'm talking about targets for for revolution, for change. When when they stick their heads up across the fruited plain, that can't be taken back. We have seen that. We have seen what can happen with voting systems and the allegations in these audits that the voting systems change votes, that they flip votes. Those need to be seen. I understand that some of these executives from some of the voting companies want to sue, that they want they want their day in court. Fantastic. Let's bring that discovery. Maybe you can explain why, according to some of these audits, you erased your, your computer logs for 2020 in the election, but they're there for 2019, 2017, 2016. But wouldn't you know it? They're erased. It's almost like security cameras outside of a certain jail cell with a certain guy certainly named Epstein. Conspiracy theory? Sure. Now we get to go to court. Now it's not a theory. Now we get to see your machines. So the assurance I have as you are my insurance, Brian, you are my assurance. We have seen what people are willing to do in which positions that has been surfaced for us. We now apply pressure to every Republican We know. We see the game. We're watching the game. You want small dollars to dry up to the RNC? You want to see no small dollar donations? Play us. Try us. You want to see a party of Trump? Play us. Try us. It's gone. That's where we're at. We're in a death struggle with communism, as Russia said himself. And we now have knowledge we didn't have before about how far... Members of the Mockingbird media will go, and thank God not everyone's a member of that. We are now our own assurance. I will stand by the president towards every legal end to attack this likely fraud. And let's be each other's assurance. Brian, Merry Christmas. Thank you for calling Russia's show. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh. I would remind you, I just did this today, renewed my subscription to Rush 24-7 and the Limbaugh letter. I would remind you of the power of that. The, the archives of everything is there. And right now, if you have a young person in your life who's experimenting with or they're, they're curious about conservatism, buy them a Rush 24-7 membership and also get the Limbaugh letter. You can do both those things um, at RushLimbaugh.com. We are our assurance, guys. The president is trying to get the Supreme Court to hear the Pennsylvania case again. Rudy Giuliani has told us that there is some big stuff coming out about Georgia. The fight continues. The battle continues. If the, if the president, God forbid, does not pull this off, we are our assurance, and Republicans in your state need to feel you, particularly the red states. Like, let's secure our territory first. Protect your red states by getting to your Republicans there and saying, you will not have voting machines here. You will clean up the voting rolls. You will clean up the government schools. You will go to the government schools here and say, we're not going to have ideology taught. Make a commitment to do one of those things, like to push for one of those things. If, God forbid, the president doesn't pull this off. And we're stuck with, you know, 44 and a quarter in in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We are our assurances. We are conservatives. We shoulder things all the time. Part of small government is big people. We have an opportunity to be those big people. 
Speaking of elections, Georgia, let's talk to Elise in Atlanta, Georgia. Elise, you're on the Rush Limbaugh program. Is Todd Herman filling in. Merry Christmas and welcome. Hey, Todd. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I live in Metro Atlanta, Fulton County, right in the heart of the city. Um, I have been inundated with handwritten postcards from people wanting me to vote Democratic. Literally, these are handwritten postcards by people of all different handwriting styles. They are hand-stamped. There's nothing mass-produced about these. I have never in my life gotten mail like this before. So normally, I get like what everybody else gets, those pre-printed flyers that come in and you just chunk them in the garbage. Um, but I've been shocked at this. And I think this really goes back to one of the, one of the biggest fundamental problems the Republican Party has is grassroots politics. They have, they're losing their base because they, they're not rallying the base at all. But the Democrats are doing a fantastic job of it. So now, you're the second have, call I've, yeah. I've heard from Georgia. Uh, the really? second call I've heard, uh, not not today, uh, yesterday there was a call from someone from Georgia who was saying all is lost and and the the, the voting machines are going to take the victory away and the, the, the fraud. You're not, you're not saying all is lost. I mean, you're going to go out and vote for these Republicans. Oh, absolutely, right? Absolutely. I yeah. mean, all, that's all I can do is go vote. Yeah. And I don't know about the, the stolen election. I think it probably was. But that does not mean I'm not going to go out and do. I think it's my duty to vote. Personally, but not everybody thinks that, and that's fine. But what I, I guess it just for me, this harkens back to like the days of the Tea Party, right? That it, it empowered people, it impassioned people. Now, did not everybody on the right agreed with them, but we've got to rally as conservatives and be passionate and care about this. And so, Elise, we're not doing a good job. Elise, I'm going to ask you a question, yeah. and, and I ask this with <laughs> love and respect. When are you? organizing your neighborhood right I, no no I, 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 nope you don't yeah. get to get you don't get to skate away <laughs> nope nope you had a lot of advice and mm-hmm. a lot of criticism elise mm-hmm. when is elise from atlanta georgia organizing her neighborhood that's going to be tough in my when neighborhood you, okay <laughs> sometimes sometimes revolutions are tough yeah. when that's are you true. doing it uh, I need to. You're right. You're absolutely right. Right. So are, 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 have you ever heard of a smart goal? <laughs> Do you know what a smart goal is? Uh, I'm sorry. What smart goal? Smart. Smart goal. Oh, goal. Yes. All right. Specific, um, measurable, okay. achievable, realistic, time yes. sensitive. So you yes. are specifically going to organize people in your neighborhood for a get together. And you end up like three or four people. Start with three or four. Don't, mm-hmm. don't boil the ocean. It's realistic to yeah. get three or four Republicans together. And all I'm asking you now is for the T, the time-based part of this. When are you doing that? Because time is short. Mm. Well, I'm actually out of town. I'm not in Metro Atlanta right if now. Only, I'm on if, only, if only there was social media. <laughs> if When are you going to use social media to organize your friends? At what time today is that going to happen? All right. I can do that when I land um, oh, okay. at my home base for a little while. A couple of hours, I had to pull off the road to okay. uh, talk to you. All right. So um, by by I can do that. All right. So it's one o'clock, o'clock. in. It, it, it's it, okay by five o'clock. There it is. All right. You see, <laughs> we are our assurance. We are yeah. our assurance, Elise. So get you let you get back on the road. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for calling Rush's show. I appreciate it very much.
Folks, there's huge things, huge things that begin with three or four people, massive things. Hewlett Packard was two people in a garage. The T. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Tim. One name was Hewlett and another name was Packard, as a matter of fact. The same thing with the evil entity Google, two or three people. Folks, we are our assurance. It's not they, it's us. Please make a smart goal today of your role in the counter-revolution. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh in the EIB. What? <laughs> uh, it's Todd Herman. <laughs> the official program observer and one-time Obama criticizer, both nerdly saying, what, black Christmases don't matter. Yes, they do. Black Christmases matter. Let's talk uh, to Bradley, Charlottesville, Virginia. Bradley, uh, brevity is the soul of wit. you got about a minute. Welcome to uh, Rush's show. It's Todd Herman filling in. Merry Christmas, Bradley. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas, Mr. Herman. It's an honor to be on Rush's show. And I just wanted to um, express I'm a 28-year-old Christian conservative, and I found Rush when I was about 26. Um, and I'm um, just really blown away um, at at listening to him, um, I have the deepest respect for him, and I'm sincerely sorry for his diagnosis. Um, it's I funny. It's funny. Radio a little bit myself, and yeah. uh, he is is truly one of the great ones. He's, uh, no, I no. Listen, I want. I just want to jump in for one second. He is the great sure. one. Okay. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And, and I just want to offer you one other thing, Bradley, and I I beg you to hear this the right way. I didn't hear a man yesterday sound sorry. Did you? No, sir. No. No, Bradley, I heard a man who is expressing extraordinary gratitude, Bradley, and happiness. And I cannot wait for you and I to be back in the audience together listening to Rush. And as a 28-year-old, you have a flame to carry and you will carry it. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Merry Christmas to you, 800-282-2882, if you'd like to join us in the program on this, the day the Lord has made, the time in which we have been chosen to live. We'll have more words from Rush that he shared with us yesterday in incredible form. Incredible form. A man of optimism and gratitude and honesty and what he did for us yesterday. I just, it's it's an endless stream of lessons. And it starts now in this hour with this. Ben's ass. Yeah, no, it's a senator from Nebraska. His name's Ben's ass. No, sorry. Uh, Ben, no, it's sass. Sass. Pardon me, that rolled together. It's like rolling an ankle. I rolled the tongue. Now it's sprained. Ben's ass. Ben Sass. He is um, very upset. Extraordinarily upset and angry. In fact, uh, he says uh, about the pardons that the president has issued. It's just rotten to the core, Ben Sass said. Sass. I just... I just have, it's a question. When you say that about the president's pardons, okay, Ben, I'll have a discussion with you about pardons. We can do that. We can talk about the nature of pardons and inside, you know, trading in D.C. And, and then we could just get down to this. Are there on this list, it, 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 do I do I see Bill Clintonian terrorists because he did that 
And one of those terrorists went on to lead Black Lives Matter Incorporated, who is in the business of taking or causing to be taken the lives of black people, including black cops. I cannot seem to find where you said that's rotten to the core. I, I, there, there is a difference, a different morality. For 30-some for years on this program, there's been one morality. There's been one, one, one status of right and wrong. There's been a core ideology. It hasn't changed. And for most of the listeners, we, we, we operate in a way, Ben, where we watched waiting for the Republicans to really pounce. Because, you know, the media says Republicans pounce on a Democrat gaffe. I, I fail to find, Ben. In, I, let's go through a couple of these. Let's go through a couple of these pardons that, that, that you apparently think is rotten to the core. Duncan Hunter of California. All right. Duncan Hunter of California is accused of stealing. This is the verbiage of Fox News, stealing campaign funds and spending the money on everything from outings with friends to his daughter's birthday party. People ought not do that. That's wrong. And. Ben, I've lived in D.C. <laughs> what Duncan may have made the mistake of doing is, is not just setting up a pack. Ben's asked, you know the swindle. Dude, it's, it's the D.C. two-step swindle with the twist. You set up a pack, a political action committee. You put your kid in charge of it. If your kid's worthwhile, maybe they do some political work. If they don't have those skills, maybe they get paid to drive by and make sure the building's still there for eight hundred grand a year. Maxine Waters has done this. I am failing to find your objection to this being rotten to the core. Duncan Hunter stole campaign donations. Perhaps you missed the part. About the Clinton Foundation stealing monies that were, in fact, political bribes that also paid for Chelsea's wedding. Did you, it, it, that's not rotten to the core, Ben. Can I boil this down? This is how I observe this. And Ben, I, I don't live in your head, thank God. Ben Sass. You're embarrassed. You're chagrined. You're bugged. You want people to know you're, you're straight up and down. You, you, you view the president like, like an, an embarrassing uncle. We view him a little differently. Promises kept. We view him a little differently. Standing between us and communism. An imperfect man? Mm-hmm. God has a funny habit of picking imperfect people. Really imperfect. I mean, I know it's hard for perfect people, Ben, to observe imperfection, but let's go to another one of these. Chris Collins of New York apparently helped his kid dodge 800000 in stock market losses when he learned that a drug trial by a small pharmaceutical company had failed. Again, I say, he ought not do that. That's, the, that's, that's not what a republic is based upon. 
this sort of insider trading. And, and, and Ben, are you honestly unable to see that this is what the Democrats do? Ben, part of the alleged COVID relief is rural broadband. So bunch of money for rural broadband. So what happens? That money is printed and borrowed and put into play. And rural broadband gets that money. And then they plant seeds in the farms and it grows broadband plants in your state of Nebraska, right? No, it goes to private companies. This is part of the problem. It's one of the things that the president has tried to clean up through regulation. And by calling out the skullduggery. Now it's up to us, Ben. Let's let's if, if 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 we could have just a brief discussion, you and I, I might say to you this. Ben, I was in a room where Barney Frank literally gave insider trading advice to DC power types. Literally, he gave a speech. I was next. I was going to go up. I made a promise to my friend that I would not make fun of Barney Frank. This His speech, Ben Sass, ended by someone asking a question, what about Greece? Right? What's going on with Greece? Are they going to get a bailout? Barney Frank said to an audience of people, well, as of this morning, if I was rich, I would invest money in Greek bonds because uh, as of this morning, uh, Greece is officially too big to fail. He told them. He gave them insider trading tips. And I'm not kidding you. People went to their phones and started transacting business. They gave wild applause to Barney Frank. And then I went up to speak and and I took out my Blackberry. We had Blackberries back then. I said, I know this is rude. I I apologize. This is this is rude. I know this is rude. One second. And I said, hey, I just uh, I just bought some Greek bonds. How about you? Let's hear it for insider trading and Barney Frank. And legitimately, the room started applauding. And then so there were some people who were actually like paying attention. And said, "No, no, he's making fun of us." This is the stink of DC. This is why Ben Sass. We've chosen a man. The, the people who voted for the president Trump chose a man who is not going to be gentle in public. I understand in private, he's quite gentle. I understand in private, he's quite gracious. Because the fact, Ben, that you will call this out, and I can't find you calling out that thing about lying to the FISA court. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, Ben Sass, lied to a secret court. This is why there is, between the base of Republicans and the elites, an utter divorce. You are afraid to call out the Democrats with any degree of of, of words like you use here. Why? Because you're embarrassed. It's a phenomenal thing to compare elites to non-elites. There are people who can remain non-elite despite having money and success. Yesterday, Rush taught us something else. He came to work all week. You understand, right, that he has earned enough money 
by providing enough value to us and to advertisers. He doesn't need to do that, and he chooses to. And he said, yes, there'll come a day where I can't anymore. And inherent in that is that's not yet. Fighting what he's fighting. He's coming to work. And then we have Maggie, what's her name here? This, this, this Maggie, Maggie Haberman. Yes. Oh, she's upset that the White House press corps might have to get up at 6.55 a.m., because the president has a 7.30 a.m. meeting with them and then a blank schedule because it's Christmas Eve. They're getting a meeting 7.30 a.m. Folks, I woke up at 3.30 this morning and began preparing for the show. Want to know why? Because this is the greatest honor I could ever have as a broadcaster. Oh, my local show in Seattle on KTTH, I wake up at 3.30 a.m. I've never thought of saying, oh, woe is me. That's the difference. Rush, the president, somehow are able to stay grounded. Where people like Maggie Haberman float above it all. And my theory is because they get to live amongst their gods. Maggie Haberman gets to live amongst her gods. Hillary Clinton, Eric Holder, Barack Obama. Why would she not consider herself a god? It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Yo, Merry Christmas to you. It's Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Let's talk to uh, Tim in Redondo Beach, California. Tim, you're on the Rush Limbaugh program. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hey, thank you. Um, I just want to ask what world you guys are living in. You guys keep talking about what Republicans are going to do in the future. Biden's already said that he's going to legalize over 11 million illegal aliens in his first 100 days in office. And if that happens, he's going to push them into the red states like Texas. And I guarantee they'll get voting rights before the next midterms. So let me uh, just clarify one thing. I haven't said Republicans are going to do anything. I've been talking about what we're going to do. But do I understand correctly that this is um, – Are you, I mean, I want to be clear. I don't want to be rude at all, but I, I fear you're calling for a surrender. Uh, actually, quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is this has – we have to win this now. Talking about what people are going to do in the future is moot if Biden gets in. They control the courts. They control, they're going to control all the law enforcement. So what are you going to do? So we only have three justices on the Supreme Court. That's Barrett, that's Alito, and that's Thomas. The other two, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, they're going to go with the others. I guess what I would do is what I've been saying I'm going to do. And what I'm saying I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the territory that we hold politically. And I'm going to go and apply pressure like pressure has never been applied. Like, then, hey, then in uh, fact, you're going to do nothing because the Republicans. And oh, that's I'm, where you I'm sorry. Apply your pressure. A, a, that's I wasn't. Where you got to apply your pressure. They're not brother, going to do brother, anything. Brother, I don't think I was done. When I decided to take down a sitting House speaker named Tom Foley, I was 27. And no one had ever thought that a guy who had become sitting House Speaker, who was reelected with 68% of the vote, who had all this power, could be taken down. In fact, when I told Tom Foley I was going to see that he was not reelected, he said, 
a lot of bigger people than you have tried, son, and they failed. And I said at the press conference, I said, the name is not son, it's Todd Herman, and I will succeed. And we did that. And he had all the power, he had all the momentum, and I said things on a radio show that changed the dynamic of that vote, according to the local newspaper. Now, they'll say they downplayed it. Oh, it was a very small change. Well, he lost by a very small amount. So when I say I'm going to set my mind to do something, please don't tell me I'm saying nothing. I am set to say, hey, red states, how about this? We always say, us in the base, we always say we're going to primary you. Tim, I've done some crazy things in my life. One of the things I've done is I actually worked in D.C. on the leadership team of the Republican National Committee for a little bit. I know the inside workings. I will starve it of cash. I will do everything I can to say, if you're not backing these moves, if you're not pressuring your governors, not only will I see you primaried, I will also see you starved of cash. Not only that, I have a, a conservative radio show in Seattle that's it's pretty highly rated at KTTH. You know what? There's a bunch of Republicans anymore who won't come on my show, but I call them out. But you know what's funny is I can go to their meetings. I go to their press conferences. I can apply pressure that way. I will turn the pressure up. So, Tim, I understand the instinct. I truly do, brother. I was where I was where you're at a few weeks ago. I really was. I was. Well, oh my gosh! You don't understand me, okay? I'm a I'm a combat veteran. Yeah. Okay. I've killed for this country. I've mm-hmm. watched my friends die for this country. I don't give up. I'm telling you, you're fighting in a battle space that does not, will not exist if Biden gets elected. If Biden gets elected and he legalizes, uh, now they're saying over 11 million. They used to say up to. Now they now they're telling the truth. They're saying over. He's going to push all those illegals into the red states. They're going to get voting rights before the next midterms. I can give you the name of six Republican senators right now that will roll on us: Romney, Rubio, Murkowski, Collins, Snow, and Sats. Beautifully and done. You Beautifully are talking done. about fighting in a battle space that will not exist. No, I'm not. I am talking about making plans now to begin playing with the pressure now. And you're right. I don't know you, Tim, and you don't know me, and you're a guy in the phone, and I'm a guy in the air. And I'll thank you for serving and going out for this country in ways that I've not, and I'll thank you with all, with all sincerity. But I'll also say this to you. Tim, for six years, I've been telling people, please don't ignore the fact that Antifa is following Mao's phases of insurrections. Please don't ignore the fact that they're treating college campuses as Mao's villages. Please don't ignore the fact that getting to stage three of Mao's rules for insurrections, phases of insurrections, that is uh, conventional warfare in the streets, which happened in Louisville and some other cities. Please don't ignore that. President Trump has done something for us. He's surfaced these people. He's forced them to play these hands. There's other changes. It's not just them that's changing. It's not just their battleground that's changing. There are conservatives who are changing in terms of their zeal and their willingness to get into the game this way. I've had I've had uh, shiny-shoed Republicans get in touch with me to say... Oh, you know what? We thought you were blowing smoke when you talked about Antifa. We thought you, we, we get it now. Those people are ready to change their parties. I don't think I disagree with you about what Biden wants to do. I think where I might disagree is I talk to a lot of base people every day, and I just sense a change. So we're probably not going to agree on that. I want to thank you for the phone call and for the service, Tim, and for being on Russia's show, particularly on this day, and for offering that challenge. Tim is speaking for, uh, look, I, I, I can tell you because we take the calls. 
Tim is speaking for a whole lot of people. He's the second in the last couple of weeks. I've filled in for Rush, second combat veteran who shared these feelings with us. We must plan for what we can do now. We must plan for the areas we can control and regard the change in your hearts, in your souls, and what you're willing to do and make a smart goal today. I'm begging you to do one thing. Write down what you will do next week. Write a date by which it will be done to save the republic. Canvas. Organize. Meet with your Republican friends, your conservative friends, and say, what are we going to do to save our country? We are the country. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh. It's an absolute honor to fill in for Rush Limbaugh while Rush is away. It always is. 800-282-2882. In the real world, uh, at least in uh, many countries today, is Christmas Eve. Not so in Washington, D.C. Not so. It is... Dr. Anthony S. Fauci Day. You know, in the middle of a pandemic, wearing a mask doesn't provide the protection people think it does, but you should wear one because it's a woke mask. If if you're watching, if you please, if you hear nothing else I say today, nothing else, nothing else lands, understand as the mayor there, this is from BizPack Review, As he is proclaiming this Christmas Eve, Dr. Anthony S. Fauci Day, the World Health Organization, follow this. They're erasing the reality of your body's immune system. They are at their website changing the definition of herd immunity to a vague kind of theory because only vaccines can actually form herd immunity. Just just follow this. If you think, oh, well, they, they can't get away with that. Folks, th- these people have gotten away with convincing part of the world that <laughs> that's poison to the earth. What we exhale poisons the earth. They, they've convinced people that, that, that every child born should get puberty blockers until they decide what, which sex they want to look like. They've convinced people that, that babies born, but the, the foot... The toe is still inside the mother. That's that 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 child's not alive. We can we can we can abort. It's it's but the baby's in the doctor's hands. They are trying to disappear the reality of natural herd immunity, which is as simple as this. Do we have immune systems? Yes. Can they learn to respond to things? Yes. If 10 people's immune systems have learned to respond to something, is that 10 people who are immune? Yes. If it's a million, is it a herd? What if it's 100? Nancy Pelosi's involved in this. <laughs> Chastising people for recognizing the existence of herd immunity. Can you imagine what the liberal technocrats could do to our world if they succeed in cementing in people's minds that they can't exist Without technocratic inventions, just just and um, you know uh, vaccines and otherwise, it's phenomenal. This is one other reason why I cannot and and will not give up. There's this. Th- this is also equally extraordinary. The World Health Organization, who by the way, the president of YouTube has said the World Health Organization runs their editorial department when it comes. To, um, to health-related items. So an organization 
compromised by China, trying to erase the existence of herd immunity, is now overseas editorial. Um, what we're told is a platform. And that's why President Trump, by the way, vetoed the defense spending authorization. Because YouTube is playing the game of, oh, we're a platform. Just anyone can post anything. We're not an editorial entity. But we're going to disappear evidence of vote fraud. We're going to disappear it. Well, the World Health Organization is disappearing the existence of herd immunity. Well, leftists in the school have disappeared the founding of our country. There's a lot of people who are so upset. And you know what? Just real quick to the left. You really don't know. You think you know. You really don't know how upset people are about this election and what we clearly see as fraud. You think you have an idea, but you don't. If Michael Bloomberg seen anyone can spit in the sand and start a farm, there was a call this week to Russia's program. We're the farmers. Well, maybe we'll stop sending you food. You feel me? How you dig me now? You really don't know how upset people are. And how much more we can get from ourselves. There's a righteous anger that we can take into action. There's a lot of ways to treat anger. One of it is to let it control you, one option. The other is to drive it to action. Legal actions. We've talked about on this program. I'm not kidding about protecting Red states. We'll talk about that later in detail in the program. Let's talk to Gary in Houston, Texas. Gary, you're on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in while Rush is away. Hello, Gary. Hello, Todd, and God bless you and the, and the whole Rush uh, family. And uh, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone. Thank you. Uh, I'll get I'll get right to the point. Uh, my parents spent three years in prison camp in World War II, and they never gave up. And I'll be darned if I'm giving up, and I'll be darned, like you said, if there's over 100 million uh, folks out there that voted and they know uh, they know what happened, and I challenge myself and I challenge all of them not to give up. Your parents, how did they not give up? Have they told you the story? How did they motivate themselves? Yeah. How'd they do it? Well, I, I asked my dad one time, I said, how did y'all survive? Uh, you know, you were just essentially left to die, and he he didn't miss a beat. He said the Ten Commandments. He said, "Look, you know, we had to organize ourselves, and you know, we lived on, you know, half a cup of rice a day, uh, and they pulled together and they did whatever they had to do to survive." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and you were born here in this country, correct? Yes. So you're born in the land of the free, the home of the brave, and the land of the free because of the brave is another way to say that, and that's obviously accurate. So when you're saying don't give up and you're looking at your parents and you're looking at our country and you're saying that they ate half cups of rice, we can face futures like that, and don't give up requires action. So in Houston, Texas, what can you do, Gary, 
to right now make a change in your behavior. Maybe you maybe you organize now. Maybe you bring Republicans and conservatives together now. I should start with that. Do you do that now? Oh, absolutely. I've already been. I've already been. There it is. Uh, Emailing uh, uh, state representatives, uh, my you know uh, uh, senators and so forth. Uh, people, I think, sometimes forget, don't realize that when they do it, they're just one person, but there's millions of other people that are doing it. So it doesn't, as you said, it doesn't matter that you think, well, I can't do a lot. But when you do a little bit, a whole lot of people doing a little means a whole lot. Absolutely. It's brilliantly said. And I would just remind people that the Tea Party, I mean, there were there were several instances and iterations of the Tea Party, but a lot of that started with an email list. It started with phone calls. If you next week say, you know what, I have Facebook friends who are conservative and they're in my town and, and, and lockdowns, whatever, masks, whatever, we're getting together and we're going to say what's one target we can make. Maybe you are the vote integrity project in your state maybe you say you know what we're going to do we're going to learn about voting machines we're going to study the votes in our red state we're going to study this system you get i'll tell you something this is a fact of life in politics you get 15 to 20 people and the business card and a website and a facebook account you can make yourself look huge you want to know what freaks the people out in political offices is when you walk in and you're polite and you're collected and you're ready to go and you have an organizational name and you have a very simple goal we're not going to let you cheat anymore we are not going to allow cheating in our elections and we are absolutely committed to this and if you're on them day after day and in their offices day after day and you report that and you put visions, pictures of that on social media and video, I guarantee you people will come to you. Someone in your area has to lead, and then people will come to you. They'll gravitate to the momentum. They'll gravitate to the hope. They'll gravitate to be part of it. So, folks, if Gary's parents, as they did, can live through a prison camp, let's live through this with action steps. I'm begging you. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. You probably have snapshots in your mind of of Christmas. I have this. I have a a one of my favorite Christmas stories. We we'll go back to your phones. Uh, back to the phone calls. I got to be Santa at our church, and so for years, like about three years in a row, my daughter sat on my lap and and asked me for things and didn't realize I was Santa. One year, I forgot to take my glasses off, and they were kind of unique. And I thought she's gonna know. She she didn't. You know, kids have this willing suspension of disbelief. And this is the snapshot in my mind is one day we were looking through old pictures and she was saying, you know, oh, yeah, that's a Santa at the church. And, that, that, and then she goes, hey, <laughs> you were Santa. She goes, I honest, dad, when I was a little kid, I always wondered, how come my dad hates Santa? He won't be in the room when Santa's here. He said, like afraid of Santa. And I said, you asked me about that once. I said, I guarded the reindeers. Um, I sometimes struggle with the Santa myth because it gets involved. It can it can override the the meaning of the season. But anyway, you probably yeah, lying. To, yeah, 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 yeah. It, Bo just said you mean lying to your kids. Yes, yes. And and I'll tell you a later story about that because she called me on it, and I was really glad she did because it got a chance to talk about the true meaning of the season. Let us talk uh, to Lucy in Arlington, Virginia. Lucy, Merry Christmas. Welcome to Rush Limbaugh's program. Todd Herman sitting in while Rush is away. 
Hi, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. Merry Christmas to you and prayers for Russia's return in the new year. I want to talk about the download Trump supporters and offer a solution and get your opinion on it. Yes. We know about there was a list that came out with about 14 names on it of download what I call download supporters there, uh, the Scots from Florida and South Carolina, Cornyn from Texas. I believe Barr is a download supporter. He's always, I mean, he's loyal to the Bushes, I think. Lindsey Graham, when he questioned Yates, asking her those leading questions, hell, he could have just given her the answers the way he was asking the questions. I'm not a lawyer, but I watch a lot of TV, and <laughs> I know what leading questions are. The, the governor from Maryland, Hogan, who says he voted for the great late uh, Ronald Reagan, and he plans to vote for president, so I might honor him by doing the same thing. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. we, we know all of these, I think, this is just my thinking, I think these politicians who have been there forever and a day, they pissed at Trump because he came in and showed them that in D.C., you don't have to take forever and a day to get anything done. You can get things done quite quickly in D.C. even. And a lot of them do have ties to China, I think. We know uh, McConnell's and uh, I, I, well, I, I think the McConnell's. Again, it's mm-hmm. just my thinking. I don't have any proof or anything. But I just think that some of these guys, they're, they're, they're not the Trump deranged, hating, loud, obnoxious ones, but they are on the down low because they know that Trump has a lot of voters they want to get reelected, so they just pretend that they like him, and they, they hang on to his coattail. You are very eloquent, and now I want to know your plan. What do we do? My, well, my solution is I think for all these ones <clears throat> excuse me, who've been in office forever and a day, if, if not one of them has brought a bill to the floor offering a solution for this voter fraud. They've been there forever and a day. Everybody knows the fraud has happened. And they know these Democrats have been planning and scheming. They've done every doggone thing all these years. These four years, they've been, they have tried everything. And they still see the Trump supporters are right there. And he's even brought some more on board with him. So they have not, he hasn't lost anything. They, after trying all of this, okay, they say, now what? What can we do to get rid of this guy? Oh, Voter fraud. Let's let's get on the voter fraud. So all these politicians, everybody has known it. We know the cities and states that have been doing this for years on a yep. very small scale. And we know the Democrats, they, they start off slow and then they escalate things. Yep. So they have gotten to the point now where, okay, this is what we're going to do. And they use this virus to do it. So my solution is all those doggone politicians who didn't bring not one doggone bill to the floor to get rid of this voter fraud that they've known that's gone. And some of them may have benefited from it themselves. I say we don't vote them back in office. I'm not going to vote for a Democrat, but they don't get my vote again because you didn't do a damn thing about this problem that you have known forever. And maybe you did benefit from it. I don't know that. But I don't care whether you benefited from it or not. You knew that this was a problem and you didn't do anything about it. Lucy, you know what can't be you know what can't be taught? There's a lot of things that can't be taught. You possess one of them. It's called charisma. One of the important things about leadership is having charisma. You speak beautifully, eloquently, wisely. You are clear when you say, hey, I don't have evidence for this, but this is my feeling. I want you to organize this in Virginia. I'm not letting callers get away with just being wise. You have information. Information is potential power. Charisma is potential power. I hope to read 
about Lucy from Arlington, Virginia, leading what you just described. Because in terms of rhinos and and, and turncoat Republicans, you live in a metaphorically target-rich environment. God bless you. Merry Christmas. That, folks, is how you call a radio show. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. And a phrase you will recognize, not enough time to be fair with another caller. I'll say this. This is fascinating. You talk about people taking action. Um, in, in New York City, there are a group of restaurateurs, and I've learned about this from uh, my friend uh, William Jacobson at Legal Insurrection. By the way, they're trying to cancel him, Legal Insurrection. They're, they're, they're trying to cancel his, uh, his professorship. Um, they've banned, they've, they've organized to, to, <laughs> to keep so-called Governor Cuomo from being able to dine in New York City establishments. Just, just, there's lots of ways to get stuff done that we've been talking about, um, taking action. Information is potential action, or is, is potential power. You have 30 years in some information on this program. It's potential power. There's also fun things like this. And it is a massive statement for businesses that have been locked down and shut down. And what is statistically medically useless? What is statistically deadly and will prove to be more deadly in the long run than the virus itself? Actions like this matter because it humiliates the left and humiliation demoralizes the left hint hint it's todd herman in for rush limbaugh on the eib network why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver i just don't understand have we already forgotten about regional bank closures inflation global instability and the potential for serious world conflicts you can look to precious metals for various reasons one having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan two diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. On this program, Clay and I are here to help you cut through the noise, the ulterior motives, to uncover the truths that no one else is going to tell you. That's what our colleague Mark Chaikin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark worked on Wall Street for 50 years. Across those decades, he invented three new indices for the NASDAQ and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade, including the recent mania in AI stocks. Mark says the majority of Americans are... Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. 
Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Merry Christmas to you, and it has always been and will always be an incredible honor to fill in for America's anchorman, Rush Limbaugh, 800-282-2882. If you want to join us on the program on today, the day the Lord has made and the time in which we've been chosen to live with the responsibilities on our shoulders because of virtue of the time in which we live, we have responsibilities on our shoulders. Uh, if you didn't have an opportunity yesterday to listen to Rush speak with us <clears throat> in the most incredible fashion as he explained where his his diagnosis has led. Uh, and he had shared with us uh, that that ultimately one day this is, I mean, it's a terminal diagnosis. And he then did three powerhouse hours of this radio program extraordinary and this is this is in the day where maggie haberman is upset that the white house press corps has to get up at 7 30 in the morning can you have a more stark comparison there was not a complaint from rush yesterday not not a not a not a complaint. Gratitude. And and I want please for you to listen very carefully uh to Rush's words here. He spoke about his beloved and, and beautiful wife, Catherine. And Rush had mentioned to us as he chatted with us about learning the true nature of love during this illness. And he said as as he'll talk here about his wife, Catherine, um, and he said it's never time to give up on our country. You know, I, I mentioned Catherine. Don't misunderstand. She's done much more than just redesign a website and, the, and shepherd the RushLimbaugh.com store. She shepherded the charitable efforts, the Betsy Ross, stand up for Betsy Ross. That amount of money we generated for the Tunnel to Towers organization, just incredible stuff. And it was all done for me. Well, and, and, and the beneficiaries of the church, it was all done for me. All of this was done for me. So many people have done things this year for me. And it's, I don't know, it's not embarrassing. It's, it's just gratifying. And it, it, it has helped me to see so much, so clearly, about the goodness of people and their and their decency and it's confirmed so much of my instinctive beliefs about people for example the um, alleged president elect joe biden holiday message our darkest days are ahead of us well for some of us that's absolutely true but, folks, I have to tell you, if I were president-elect of the country, it's the last thing I would say. And even if I believed it, 
I doubt that I would put it this way, but I don't I don't believe this anyway. Darkest days are ahead of us. What a bleak way of looking at, at things. This is during a, a press briefing yesterday. It said the worst is yet to come in the fight against the coronavirus pandemic. Which is weird given that Biden has repeatedly claimed that it's Trump who's killing Americans with COVID. And so Trump's going to be gone soon. So why are our darkest days ahead of us when Trump is leaving? If Trump's responsible for all of this. But my point is, yeah, the virus is what it is, but we adapt. I talked about this yesterday. We Americans have adapted to our problems. We've adapted to changing evolutionary things in our lives, in our country, because of our freedom. Our freedom has allowed our adaptability. If disaster is coming our way, we don't just sit there and endure it. We come up with ways to avoid it, to beat it back, to overcome it. But we don't just sit there and accept it. And as such, we don't just resign ourselves to the fact that we're living in the darkest days because we, at least to this point, still have the greatest degree of freedom of any people on Earth. Now, it's under assault and under attack, and we all know this. But I don't believe our darkest days are ahead of us. I never have. Like people have been asking, you, you, you've always told us it'd be time to panic. Is it time? Well, it's never time to panic, folks. It's never, ever going to be time to give up on our country. Boom. That's the Maha. And if you listen closely, I hear nothing in there of bitterness or regret. I hear an energy that I wish I had. So to get to work, what about this? In terms of saving our country, in terms of taking the handoff, if, if God forbid the president is not in office and he doesn't pull this off somehow legally, somehow we get a court to actually take time to actually look at the evidence, not just say you're too late or I've read your brief and I'm not convinced or we don't want to hear it because there's riots in the streets. If, they act, if that doesn't happen... President Trump is not going to be handing off to the Republican Party. President Trump will be handing off to us. There are things we can do and commit to, such as this. If you live in a red state, what are the criminal results of vote fraud in your state? How high can we make them? How high can we make the stakes? How hot can you make it? How sweaty can you make it for your Republican Secretary of State? Does it have them? How much pressure can you put them on? Put on them. You could make a decision to say, "I will study the laws of my state. I will study the election laws. I will find out how I can make it every single time there's vote fraud that it's a felony. And if it's three felonies, boom, you're done. You're out. You're out for twenty years. Put pressure on this." We start with the areas where we have some power and therefore some leverage. And to me, it's to the Republicans. Look, we watched. You can play the game of there's no evidence, but you are disqualified. If I hear Republicans say to me, look, there's just no evidence of this. You're disqualified. You are off my list of people I can back. 
You're, you can say, I'm not convinced there was enough fraud. I'll have that discussion with you, and I'll have it this way. Oh, so it's okay to try to steal an election. So there's not enough. It's, it's, this is like we've talked about on the show before. If you get assaulted by somebody and the police officer says, well, I can't press charges. He only broke one of your legs. What? Oh, he didn't break both your legs. I mean, you'll probably mend. That, that's the standard that they use in this stuff. And it's absurd. It's an absurd standard. So what about that action step in your state? You become the expert. You become the knowledge keeper. You become the one who can look a secretary of state in the eye and say, no, I'm sorry, the RCW is this, and if the penalties aren't high enough, push for higher. You can form a group in your state to say, you know what, I am going to change our government schools. Folks, there are cities in California which is as close to a lost state as you can be, where they were trying to install truly, truly, remarkably perverse, and in, in, in my judgment, pornographic sex ed, that it, it expresses itself as being sex ed for social change, to change the country by changing the minds of our kids, by sickening their minds, in my judgment. They beat it. There was a town in California who beat that. Because parents got together and they said, we're going to every meeting. We're taking pictures of every bit of this curriculum. They have prevented it from being installed in their states. There are sheriffs, and I believe it's the Orange County Sheriff. I hope he's still holding this. They gave him an order because of the COVID flu. We need to release felons because of the COVID flu. Where are they going to live? It doesn't matter. Well, can, can we guarantee they're going to be safe? It doesn't matter. It's not about the flu. He refused. Your local sheriffs. They can help you save your cities and your counties. You go to them and say, I will back you on law and order. I will back you on, we're not going to have this harm reduction nonsense. If they bring any of the leftist dogma to your state, oh, we can't arrest our way out of drug addiction. No, but you can arrest your way out of drug addicts breaking into houses and raping people and shooting people because they need to fund their habits. There are action steps that we need to take now. The battlefield has changed. We're aware now of things that we weren't aware of before. We're aware of what the left is willing to do, of what bad actors within the FBI are willing to do. We are aware that CNN's not a biased media organization. They're a collusion vehicle. We're aware we're struggling against communism. But our awareness has changed. Because we're newly aware, newly awake, we have also changed. The Democrats, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, they're counting, us be, uh, counting on us being static targets. Don't. It is time for us to shift gears. If, if, if the president doesn't pull this off, doesn't stay in office, he's handing us the baton. Because it won't be the Republican Party. It will be us that changes things and saves our country. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Normally do a morning radio show at KTTH uh, in Seattle right before Rush comes on, as a matter of fact. Let's talk to Kelly in uh, the Bay Area of San Francisco. Kelly, welcome to Rush Limbaugh's program. Todd Herman keeping the seat warm for the Maha. Merry Christmas. I appreciate you doing that, Todd. Two quick things I want to tell the audience I'm thankful for about Rush. And first one is um, I voted for Reagan in 1984. 
And with a few short years later that um, started listening to Rush, wasn't really sure why I voted for Reagan until I started listening to Rush. <laughs> what I'm thankful for, <laughs> what yeah. I'm thankful for is that uh, he he helped me define the way that I was trying to live my life and the things that I was naturally feeling on the inside. And I'm so thankful for that. That's a because, fascinating uh, really dynamic. Me, it's really helped me to continue on the course in my life, you know? Yeah. So um, you're, you're, I, I want to make sure I understand this because I think you're saying something really profound is that maybe did Rush help you take feelings to cognition, feelings to thought, or a sort of unconscious competence at being a conservative? Did Rush form you into a conscious conservative? Absolutely. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Thank you. No, <laughs> yeah. no I think that's – I think that's – there's – People who don't listen to Rush like we have, I started very early. Uh, I had a friend tell me uh, Rush had just come on the air in Seattle, and and a friend say, you need to hear this guy Rush Limbaugh. And what she told me is, he's like you, but far better at it. And I thought, okay, well, thanks for the backhanded compliment. And um, I, I don't think people who haven't spent this time with Rush um, don't understand why we're anxious to have him back in the seat, right? And and. Uh, yeah, so those life lessons, that's a great call, Kelly. Uh, anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, the second point is that I'm thankful to Rush that he was able to influence so many people like yourself that are carrying on the message. And I hope that doesn't come across as brown-nosing, but I listen to so many people that share thoughts and feelings the way that Rush has through so many years. And uh I'm thankful that he was able to have influence like that. Well, and he is. He's the most influential man in conservative media. And Rush is that. And Rush is someone who shares these feelings with us. And Rush is someone who continues to influence. And Rush is that man. And I want to I, I want to uh, just make sure that we understand something very clearly, uh, Kelly, as we talk through this together. Um, I'm going to guess that Rush influenced you in ways outside of politics. It is. Just, yeah. Right. But, uh, this is a part that people don't get. Thank you for the phone call, Kelly. It's very kind of you. Merry Christmas to you and your family. This, this, uh, look, I, I, I want to be careful because I do not want to cross the line over into the show becoming about Rush because the Maha has been clear. The show is the show. I will just say this. Do you know how extraordinary it is to spend three hours a day uh, with a man who was told you can't do it? I'm in Spokane. I'm at the studios of 590 KQNT, who's kind of Philippe Muser Studios. I believe it was a program director in Spokane, Washington, a relatively, you know, at the time, a small market. It's a great market. It's a great city. But he said, um, you can't do it. You have, you have no future in radio. And, and Rush could have packed it in. He could have said, nope. He didn't. Do you know how extraordinary it is to get three hours a day with a guy? who didn't when people everywhere said, you can't, you can't have a show based on your opinion. You have to have guests. Please read the two books. Please read the two books. Please get the Limbaugh letter at rushlimbaugh.com and understand it, it's the life lessons. And, and it's, it's about also being willing to call out your own side. My goodness. When I heard Rush and listened to Rush, when he turns his attention to a Republican, you want to see sweating. I've seen it. I've seen Republicans, when, when Rush is criticizing them, I've seen it in D.C. That's sweat. That's when people sweat. Let's talk to Brendan in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Uh, Brendan, welcome to Rush Limbaugh's program. It's Todd Herman sitting in. 
Mr. Harmon, thank you so much for taking my call. Mega dittos to Rush. I've been listening since 1994. My love and prayers go out to him. And thank you for being the stalwart standard bearer in his absence. My pleasure and honor. Thank you. Um, I called because the last hour we had that one um, caller that was starting to push your back against the wall, suggesting that um, there's nothing to be done about holding the uh, Republicans accountable. And I know if there's anyone that could, it would be you. But what I'm wondering is, I mean, they've spent the last four years pushing against Trump to the point of almost being powerless. I mean, not literally, but figuratively powerless. They haven't been giving him any help. So what do they have to fear from us politically? I mean, what can we politically threaten them with as an or else? Oh, man, I'm so glad you asked this. I'm so glad. Understand this. Here's some things that were impossible. Ready? It was impossible for an outsider to win without the infrastructure of the Republican National Committee. It was impossible. Who would tell you that? Every shiny-shoed establishment Republican. You know what else was impossible? It was impossible to do it without established, practiced voter turnout methodologies. That was impossible. Who would tell you that? Every shiny-shoed professional Republican. It was impossible to do voter turnout for a presidential race through social media. It was impossible. It was impossible to sustain the attacks from the press to win the general. That was impossible. These things were impossible. Understand something. Donald Trump is one man. He had a very, very smart series of people help him with digital and, and, and those approaches. President Trump is one man. What did they have to fear? The people who didn't believe that was impossible. We you people who elected the president, the people who voted for him, did not believe it was impossible. You did not listen to them saying it can't be done. You did not. It was like the Gilgan's Island show. Gilgan, you can't fly while he's floating in the air. Trump, you can't win while he's winning. You can't overcome these attacks by the press while he's overcoming it. You had Chucky Schumer. Tell him the intelligence community is going to destroy you. Four years later, they didn't. Look what they had to do to get to him. What do they have to fear? The same people, the now 80 million plus people who said it's not impossible. It's not. We will not listen to you. Your shoes are awfully shiny. Your cocktail glasses are awfully, you know, awfully, awfully nice and filled with beautiful ice. We're not listening. We want our country back. That's what they have to fear is a group of energized citizens who aren't going to hear. You guys can't do it. Thanks for the phone call, Brendan. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh. It is, in fact, my incredible honor, pleasure to sit in for Rush while he's away. And I want to thank everybody at Team EIB. Bo Snerdley had tweeted earlier, there's a whole bunch of people behind the scenes. You rarely hear their names. And they keep this this network going. And it's, it's just a really beautiful family who, who just deeply loves Rush. Uh, let's talk to Kevin in Thousand Oaks, California. Kevin, you're on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman sitting in. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Todd. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. The reason awesome. I'm calling, you had a woman about three ago. I think she, she was from one of the Carolinas. And 
extremely motivational, extremely charismatic. I'm thinking this in my head as I'm listening. And then you say, wow, you are very charismatic. Charismatic. You are very... Her name is Lucy in Arlington, Virginia. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Virginia. My bad. Yeah. Unbelievable. She was extremely motivational. And what impressed me was how you picked up on it. And I'm just an ordinary, an ordinary Joe out here. And I went, if I'm taking it, I know a lot of people are. And then you said, you are very charismatic. You have something to offer. And, I mean, Lizzie does have something to offer. And I see why you're sitting in that seat right now. You have an intuition about you to, to read things from people. And that's really what I want to say. I was very impressed by her and you. Well, I appreciate that, Kevin. And listen, everybody in this battle has something to offer. There are engineers who who don't like to uh, interact with people, but they love to interact with numbers. And there are artists who maybe like to interact with people, maybe not verbally, but they can create images and street images and, and web images. And there are folks who just like to visit. Well, if you like to visit, make part of your visit about politics and how we're going to save our country. There's been times in, in the world that, that communities have had to even go underground uh, to make things happen and, and meet in their basements. There's been times in the world, and there's still countries in the world where Christian churches have to do that, and people of other faith have had to do that forever. So we can choose the path of saying it's the charismatic who have something to offer. That is true. It's also the planners. There are military people who clearly understand logistics and planning and, and, and tactics and strategy and the difference therein who have things to offer. So it's up to us, Kevin, to find the things that we have to offer. And right now, we will offer them to our country. Because if the president doesn't succeed in staying in office, he is handing the torch back to us. That's what he's doing. I appreciate the phone call, Kevin. God bless you. Merry Christmas to you. Roger in Jacksonville, Florida. Roger, you're on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Roger. Hey, Todd. Hey, um, first time caller, uh, lifelong Rush listener. And I was wanting, my comment is I wanted to follow back up on something you were talking about earlier. You had a uh, young lady call in talking about the the basically rhinos, I guess some people would call them, that aren't following up with the steel on this election, which I am a firm believer that I'll follow the president all the way to the end. Um, but what she was talking about doing, one of the things I've had some people say is talk about getting, uh, forming a new party, but I'm not really in agreement with that when I think about it. We've already got a party. We just need to rebuild the party we have. And you mentioned earlier the one thing that the president's done is he's caused all these people to stick their heads up and put targets on them so we know who they are. And we're going to find out all the rest of them now that they won't stand with the president on this stolen election is primary all these people. And don't wait when they're coming up to be uh, for re-election, we just primary them all and 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 rebuild the party. Is is you know like yeah, Trump the, being a builder? Trump being a builder, you know, buy a building like he did the the post office in in Washington, <laughs> rebuild it, just remodel the building. We've already got the building, just remodel it. So I think that that's the way to do it. And I think a good start with some of these some of these um, Congress people, mainly mostly these women that are coming in. Most notably for me, I see her all the time being here in North Florida. She's in Georgia. Is Marjorie Green. She's standing behind yeah. the president. I think that's what we need to do. So let me let me let me just. I, I want to take what you said and I want to offer it back to you. Um, okay. And I'm thrilled that you brought this up. Do you know how easy mathematically it is to take over most local Republican parties? Mathematically speaking, there are very few people who show up for the county Republican parties. 
Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking about, look, go to a meeting, do the math, how many members are here, don't tell them you're going to do this, show up with 50 people. You may have meetings where they are deciding on things like the platform, or you may have, in fact, officer meetings where they are choosing officers. Never forget the Republican Party is a private club. We just pay their bills when it comes to elections, etc. Do the math, do your research, do your reconnaissance. How many people do we need to take over this party? That's how the left took over the, 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 the Democrat Party. They just did the math and understood the rules. We can do that. And in that case, then guess who owns the infrastructure in their voter vault system, in their, um, in their, their, um, their, their vote, voter contact system? Then we own that. Then we're the ones who can play, right, at that level. So that's a great, great point. Um, Roger, thank you for the phone call and for bringing it up. That's another action step, folks. If you guys are into that, write it down. Make a smart goal, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-sensitive. You will do that by what date to save your country, which is, in fact, she has, in fact, saved us. We're all clear on that, right? She has saved us. Dr. Rick, Safety Harbor, Florida. You're on the Russian Bob program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hello, Dr. Rick. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody, and prayers for Rush. Uh, ditto head here since 1988. Awesome. I have a premise. Uh, thank you. I have a premise that I would like you to address. The premise I have is that most major movements, revolutions, etc., are usually more successful if there is a, um, I don't know, you, you might call it a, charismatic individual. I mean, Hector Chavez, uh, Fidel Castro, Colin Kaepernick, uh, <laughs> President mm-hmm. Trump. And I would like to know who you might think or who Rush might think could be a person um, that could be put into that position that could carry forth and carry on this revolution against the state. I'm asking this question for the 70 to 80 million of us out here that are very frustrated and are looking for leadership. Do you have yeah. any particular well, idea? Well, to be clear, I don't. I don't follow people. I, I follow. Um, I follow principles. Uh, God, country, family, work, friends. I follow an ideological structure. I believe the smaller the government, the bigger the people. So I'm not seeking a person to put on a big poster to say. That's the person I follow. And I'm not saying you're seeking that, but someone does have to lead, particularly at the presidential level. Um, I don't know who that person is, but I think that, you know, in this Christmas season, why not pray for that person to come forward? And I would describe the person this way as someone who doesn't want to do it, but can. Someone who has never occurred to them that it could be them, but it could. Someone who can have enough money and enough of a background that they can't be... They, they can't be threatened. I know of a judge named uh, Dave Larson, a terrific constitutionalist in Washington State. They, they tried to threaten him to not run for the Supreme Court. They tried to say, we'll end your career. We'll end your career as a judge. It needs to be someone who is brave in that way. They're out there. In, and I bet you, I'll just bet you they're out there in this audience. And they may be in office now. They may not. But here's the thing that they would also have is that they would come in and say, let me serve. Can you imagine? Let me serve. Let me serve the process of regaining the country from the elites. And I would also say this, Dr. Rick, they need to be able to name our opponents, the elites, our enemies, communist China, enemies to us. They need to be able to name domestic enemies without fear. 
They need to be able to say things like, of course, black lives matter. That's why we don't back a violent Marxist-led domestic terrorist group called Black Lives Matter Incorporated and their partners in crime, Antifa. They need to be able to do these things. So I can't name that person, but I would also want that person to be able to come forward and do something crazy, like serve. Like the president, I believe, has taken an oath of loyalty to the people who elected him. You know, my observation of him over these four years, I believe that, in fact, animates the president perhaps more than any president we've ever seen. That sense of loyalty to what we would call his base, traditionally, what we might, in fact, in this way, call the people who join him in the effort. It's a great question, Dr. Rick. Appreciate the phone calls. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. What an incredible day and uh, just an honor to fill in today and to chat with you on Rush's show. Uh, my name is Todd Herman. And uh, Boast Nerdly was just reminding me, just reading a news story about some uh, children who lost their parents uh, to COVID-19 this year. And, and it, it, is, it is a hard year. Uh, for a whole bunch of us, and so many of us are very, very fortunate. And I would just, because of where I come from and and, and how I view Christmas, um, I, I would remind us and maybe just ask ourselves to remind ourselves, if if you're Christian, think of this. If, if you're not, it's just a view into maybe one Christian's mind. When God sent uh, Christ to be born of a teenage mother who was 16 um, and a father slightly older, and they um, were going to have to travel to Bethlehem, 80 miles on a, on a donkey. Mary probably rode a donkey uh, <laughs> to go into a cave. It's, so, you know, sometimes it's set a barn, and people say it's, it's probably a cave. And the baby to be laid in a manger, which is something out of which a, an animal would eat. God knew the time. He knew that this child of his, his only begotten son, as we view this in our tradition, in our faith, would be in, in a relative slave class. He, he knew that time. And when they were forced to travel to Egypt to save that child's life, that child who, of course, went on to um, grow up, well, he's Jesus at the time, but grew up to be the Messiah as we view him in our tradition. And I, I know that there's a lot of traditions who listen to the show. And this is always a hallmark of the show that complete respect for other traditions. That was the time God chose for that birth. We live in this time. And a world of miracles came from that time. And I am not one to be told world of miracles cannot come from this time. That's the religious portion of this message. I'll give you a secular portion. (laughs) Rush had shared with us yesterday, he knew what he wanted to be when he was a little kid. He wanted to be, at eight, he knew he wanted to be a radio star. And he is the radio star. I knew I wanted to be a wrestler. I just loved it. It was a sport that I just was attracted to. I was just thinking about a wrestler featured in a book called Four Days to Glory. Why am I talking about a wrestler? Because he would have considered himself life's loser if he didn't win a fourth Iowa State Championship. He'd already won three. Um, In this book, Four Days to Glory, they talk about the fact that at the state championship, he wasn't doing well. And people were wondering, what's what's wrong with Jay Borchel? What's wrong with him? Well, he had pneumonia. A really bad case of it. And he just about lost some matches that he should have never just about lost. 
and he had to work hard in matches he never should have had to work hard in. Then the most extraordinary thing happened. The author of that book had this agreement that he could hang out with Jay, and Jay told him, hey, I need to be alone. I need to be alone. I know our agreement, but I need to be alone. And he went into a, a room, and the author heard music blasting. And this is just before he had to wrestle for the state championship. And Jay came out sweating and focused, and he went and dominated an incredibly skilled opponent on the mat. And he won. He beat the sickness, and he beat his opponent. And he got a hug from his coach, and he had his fourth state championship. And the author asked him, Jay, what changed? He said, I was tired of being sick. I went into the back room, and I was tired of being sick. Folks, let's be tired of being sick. We've got a country to save. We've got God on our side. It's been my pleasure. Merry Christmas. Todd Herman for Rush Limbaugh. My ongoing attempt to thank everybody in the audience, all of you, for everything you mean to me. That last call, um, that's... Reminds me how much I love all of you, how much I so appreciate everything you've meant to me and my family. You don't have any idea how I know so many people think this program has changed their lives for the better. You have no idea what you all have meant to me and my family. The day is going to come, folks, where I'm not going to be able to do this. I don't know when that is. I want to be able to do it for as long as I want to do it. I want to... But the day will come where I'm not going to be able to. And I want you to understand that even when the day comes, I'd like to be here. As I have this sense of needing to constantly show my appreciation for all that you have done and meant to me. So I hope you all have a great Christmas, a great New Year. And I hope that the things that are in store for all of us in the coming year are certainly better than what we have endured in 2020. I don't know too many people have enjoyed 2020. Probably some sickos out there who have, but 2021 has to be better. We're going to try to make it that way here at the EIB Network. Again, folks, thank you so much. I wish there were a way to say it other than thank you. You're just the best. My family is just the best. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody, from all of us to all of you. Make it happen. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. 
Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.